Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Horror Imas. I am Sammy, La Vampira, and this is... And I'm La Bruja, and we are your horror horrors. Now, we want to start off by saying we are very excited for the month of January. If you guys know, <clears throat> it is January 2022. I only say that because La Bruja... And our last few videos was kind of, kind of forgetting the year a little bit, but that's okay. It's, it's nor here nor there. Um, you know what? This is your favorite. This your is? Favorite. <clears throat> yes. Quote so, unquote slasher killer. You can, you can take us off. So being that the new Scream, technically Scream 5, comes out this week, uh, January 14, I believe. Yes. Um, we've decided to do a screen week. So we're going to talk about, <clears throat> in this episode, we're going to talk about Scream 1 and Scream 2. And then the next one, we're going to talk about Scream 3 and Scream 4. And then Sammy and I will be actually going to go view the new movie together. And then, you know, after we watch it, we'll talk about that one. But today we are talking about Scream 1 and Scream 2. So I'm going to start off with Scream 1. Scream 1, 1996, written by Kevin Williamson, directed by the Wes Craven. Okay. My baby. My, My man. Rip. The legend. So quick one sentence synopsis. One run-on sentence synopsis. Uh, a year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a killer who targets her and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. Scary. <laughs> um, I do want to. I do think going into this, um, there's going to be some movies that I feel like me and La Bruja don't have to go into with specific details, pretty much breaking down the whole movie from beginning to end, only because this is Scream 1. And I feel like a lot of people have seen all Scream franchises. And you know what? If you guys haven't, it's okay. We're just going to do, we're going to do a fun little thing for this month. And we definitely want to hear your feedback. We want to know if if you're liking it, if, if you like this new way of discussion topics, I want to say. So, um, you do you want to start it off, or you want me to start? I mean, it off? I want to say, uh, oh, if if you haven't seen the screams, screams, any of the scream movies, uh, spoiler alerts. We we will have spoiler alerts. So, yes. if if you know us by now, you should know that we are going to spoil things without without having even said spoilers because it, that is one thing we keep forgetting to do, and we just go into it so hard, and then after we're like. Oh, wow. Yeah, you totally forgot. Just kidding. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. We should get a button that says spoilers. Spoilers? Wow, wow, wow. Nice. Clearly, we need a sound effect machine because our I mean, sound effects. We sound great. We should record wow. our own sound effects. Oh, that's what I should do. Genius. Genius idea. Genius. So, I want to start off stream... 1996 guys in 1996 i was in sixth grade um 
I believe I snuck into the movie theater to watch this movie because, you know, wow. rated R and my parents didn't have me watch it. But I was like, if I don't watch this, I'm going to be super uncool. And the only person in school who doesn't know what's happening, middle school crisis, guys. In middle school, so, you guys were watching this? Wow. wow. Yeah, I was in sixth grade. It was, uh, you know, <laughs> my middle school years. That was when I had... Actually, my first horror movie experience was um, The Exorcist, but I was also like in fourth grade. I was really young. But anyways, so, okay, I want to start off by saying that the Scream movies are in a universe where scary movies exist. Yes. So basically it's like real life <laughs> but more scary movies i feel like you know jason Voorhees, freddy you know pinhead and it's then you have pinhead and then you have scream who's like a who's totally like, different ballpark because it's not on i don't want to say fantasy because okay it's happening in, in the reality of like you know in the jason Voorhees reality and the freddy cougar reality what do you say Voorhees? You know, I always say that name. I guess like it's just Jason Voorhees. I guess I really want to pronounce <laughs> my last name for him. You know, really give him that. I love shine. it. That's it. Give From now on, shine. he's Voorhees. Uh huh. And I feel like Scream. You know, it could it could be anybody. It literally could be. It could be your neighbor. Literally, it could be your mom. It could be your grandma. Which, be, I, at that case, I'd give her props. Get it, abuela. Get it, mama. In her, in her, what is it called? Batacasa and her chancleta. Oh my God, Batacasa. What grandma doesn't have that? I love it. Um. So yeah, so Scream exists in a universe where horror movies exist, unlike, were, not unlike, sorry, that word wasn't in my sentence. Um. <laughs> so they exist in a universe where horror movies exist, where the teenagers are aware of different ways killers in other movies kill yeah so they yes. have they have some type of knowledge of horror movies and murder and kills and so forth as opposed to movies in the 80s and i know that scream okay slasher films after the 80s took a like a fall not yeah. to say not to say that there wasn't any but it wasn't like people were over teenagers being killed i feel like there wasn't an audience for it right you know like there wasn't so, a big audience for it so it just started to decline so scream came back like hold my beer i'm gonna bring I it back you. i got you boo <laughs> so we all know what happens in this movie if you didn't listen peacock peacock <laughs> scream one and scream two are available for free on peacock so download that. We, we did not learn that the. We didn't learn that the hard way. We paid for it and then I found it for free. It's all right. Spring three and four are not free, but you can get um, them on you YouTube. Them on YouTube and then. I think I the other ones were stars. No. No, um, Amazon Prime. Oh, Prime. Okay. Or, yeah. Who knows? Google it. Anyways. <laughs> so we have. We're gonna start off with questions we had well i mean or do you want to start with fun facts 
I got a fun fact right here. We can start with some fun facts. Why not? All right, fun facts it is. So the title, Scream, um, was actually inspired by a Michael Jackson song. So throughout the production, Scream was known as Scary Movie. Yeah. So I have a different story on this. Okay. The original movie, the original name of the movie was Scary Movie. However, when they finally decided, which the mask for Ghostface wasn't picked out till very close to filming. They picked out a box. They started, Wes Craven was like, oh, this one's good. And they picked it. I don't remember the name of the company that made the the ghost face um mask but the ghost face mask was inspired by oh my god i don't know his name the guy who created the 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 painting the scream yes yes um edward edward munch no I believe that's the name. I don't know. I'm really, and listen, I went to art school. I should know these things. Oh yeah. Edward Munch is the screen painting. So because the person who created the mask, yeah, the person who created the mask was inspired by that painting. And they were like, oh, you know, that's a good name. But you know what? I also heard that it was inspired by Michael Jackson's scream. But that doesn't. I, I, I mean, honestly, it could be both. Who knows? It, It could be both. It could be both. It could be both. Okay. Do you, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say one of my favorite fun facts because I love her. Um, the one and only Drew Barrymore. So she was actually, um, they actually pursued her to want to play Sydney, the directors. And she insisted on not playing Sydney because she just wanted to be in the first 15 minutes of the film to get killed off. And it was kind of a way to be like... Which I kind of love, because she was... Out of all the actors there, she was the... She was the biggest one. The most known actress in this film. So the fact that she was like, nah, I'm cool. Don't worry about it. And it was kind of a way to break the stereotype of the main character always survives so you assume you're like oh she's the main character boom done i mean that's true that's true i did assume that she was a main character i did too because she's on the on the cover on the poster and art she's it's crazy that she like was like no nah, you're like I'm oh my good. god drew barrymore's in the movie and then she's like done in the first 15 minutes also her kill is amazing okay go okay on. so fun fact kevin williamson the writer he was uh, struggling financially when he had written the screenplay for Scream to the point that he had to borrow $20 in order to print out a copy of it and to give it to his agent. But then as soon as he submitted it, it became a huge deal. Everybody wanted his screenplay, like Universal, Paramount, Miramax, a bunch of people. Um, Wes Craven actually passed on the screenplay when he first got multiple it multiple times yeah which and is then crazy. he worked oh my god i already forgot dimensions is that what it is dimension film yes yes so yes. dimension films is a sister company to paramount and since at the moment wes craven i guess had some type of contract with paramount they were like no nah, dog you're doing the movie but look he, he ended up loving it and ended up directing all of them i feel um, like he also was coming from like freddy cougar 
not coming right after it, right? But well, he, I heard maybe he, had he, a, he felt that it was a little too gory, which is like, really, bro? Which I find comical because Freddy Krueger is just out here, like, gutting everyone. But yeah. okay, yeah. Um, also, the screenplay was partly inspired by the Gainesville murders. If you ever look up the Gainesville murders, it was... But that one was kind of... Yeah, I was like, damn, that's intense. Um... Okay, so everybody knows the scene where Billy crawls in through Sydney's window, right? And you're like, oh my God, it's super cute, Dawson's Creek. No. Um, when he first comes in, they're actually playing a slow rendition of Don't Fear the Reaper. And that was kind of like a hint, hint, he's her Reaper. Oh, spoiler, Billy. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys, we did it again. Um, Tatum, her number 10 crop jersey is a homage to Johnny Depp's number 10 crop jersey in Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. There's so many Nightmare on Elm Street fun facts in this movie. The this school the school like janitor the school janitor is named Fred and he's wearing a striped sweater and a hat like Freddy Krueger and he's played by, that was the cameo made by Wes Craven. The costume bag with the ghost face costume in it is called Father Death and that was supposed to be a red herring so that it made you think that Sydney's dad was the killer. As I said, father death. I did think he was the killer for a while. I did too. But then you know what? Every time I think about him, I think about the guy who plays him in Scary Movie. I oh, God. And I'm just like, oh my God, this guy's so weird. Uh, Linda Blair makes a cameo as a reporter. She says to her, so how does it feel to almost be brutal, to almost be brutally butchered? People want to know. They have a right to know. I honestly had no idea that that was Linda Blair. I mean, I knew maybe within the last 10 years, but when I first saw it, I had no connection that that was her. Um, Fun fact, Drew Barrymore was actually given a real landline and by accident, she actually called called (laughs) it. That was funny to me when I found out. Um, One of my favorite mid, no, one of my favorite fourth wall breaking moments is when Randy, who's the... um, scary movie guru he's watching he's sitting on the couch watching um i believe they're watching halloween and uh, yeah. ghost faces behind him and he starts yelling at the tv at jamie lee curtis's character saying look behind you jamie he's right behind you Aww. but it was also like him talking to himself because randy's character is played by jamie kennedy and it was just like a really cool fourth wall breaking I have another fun fact of Drew Barrymore. This is my third one now. Oh, you and Drew. Okay. She's my girl. Trigger warning, animal abuse. Um, Craven used Drew Barrymore's love of animals to actually get her to cry. And that scene where she's yelling into the mirror and she sees a ghost face, you know, kind of gutting her man. That's how he gets her to cry. It's a little dark and ghosty. But what does he show her? He shows her um, a DVD commentary of like animals kind of being, being, being abused. Get, her, get, it, get the real reaction out of her. Which is kind of crazy. Super. It's so intense. Instead and of a, just telling her things. Yeah. Another red herring moment they had was when they zoom in on the boots to make you think that the sheriff is the killer. Oh. And also that cop is the same. The sheriff is the police officer on nightmare on elm street then there's a, a, a halloween connection in, in the beginning when um 
Casey's parents come into the house and they're like, they hear Drew gasping for air through the phone. He, the husband tells the wife, go to the McKenzie's. And that's a direct line from Halloween when Jamie Lee Curtis tells the kids she's babysitting to go down the streets to the McKenzie's. And I was like, super cool. Um, In an extended version. No, go, go. In an extended version of the scene uh, where Sydney's using her computer to dial the police, she can be seen typing on her, on on whatever, typing her home. She's putting 34 Elm Street. Elm Street. But they didn't use that part. Also, how does the computer have internet, but the phone lines didn't, I was so confused. I didn't understand the part when she's like, can you tell you how many times I've always wanted to learn? How does she do that? I want to, I want to, I mean, I, I want to call my one on the computer, but well, because it said it was for deaf. If you, if you look at what she said, it says oh, deaf, deaf calling sense. or something like that. But then it's like, why does she have deaf calling applications on her computer? For the same reason. For what reason? <laughs> I mean, you're just trying to justify Sydney's. I think Come actions. On. Maybe. So mid credits, Wes made sure to put quote no thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa City School District Governing Board end quote. Apparently, this school board, this um, Santa Rosa City School Board, had verbally given Wes um, a, an agreement to film there, and then at the last minute, right prior to production, they pulled out. And they were like, no, this is too gory and we don't want this in our in our town. So we had to move south, I think, a little bit to the next town. But yeah, that's, I love that he put that there so like, hey, so no thanks to you guys because you suck. That's so silly. They should have just done it. Yeah, they're probably like, damn. You would have gotten a lot of revenue. So much. Gone. Um, David Arquette and Matthew Lillard, uh, Dewey and do originally auditioned for the role of billy but west thought that ski ulrich resembled johnny depp in nightmare on elm street and he was like i want that guy for the again with the nightmare on elm street i did not see that comparison oh i totally did whatsoever they're both so sexy really oh so sexy and i'm into the whole like you know dirty greasy look i know some might judge also, the person I'm with is not dirty or greasy, so please don't. I was say. Yeah, no, I was like John Eric is quite the opposite. He is very, very clean. Um, but man, that Billy was so greasy. Oh, he was so hot. Yeah, I was like, oh. he was all the things. Ugh. I love it. Uh, also, for those who don't know, Kevin Williamson also wrote The Faculty. I know he did last summer. Other fun things like that. Oh, the faculty. Great. You know what? I'm going to go ahead. Does it have to do with the faculty? No, I was going to oh. actually ask you a question. I love question time. Don't you love questions? How do you feel about Sydney's dad in this movie? How did you feel about his character development, realistically? I feel like we needed more about him. Also, like his wife had just died a year ago, and he, he's kind of just like so nonchalant. So nonchalant about his wife dying, leaving his daughter alone. I mean, obviously she's older, but still. Um, but, but still, it seems like current the mom and the daughter were very close. So I, I don't know. The dad is just so 
such a weirdo to me. Like, I just feel like he kind of feels out of place. Which is funny because, again, I, not that I should make a comparison because Scary Movie is obviously, a, you know, it's a parody. comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a parody to, you know, scream. But the dad in Scary Movie was had a better bond with his daughter. Than oh, my God. He totally did. <laughs> I thought about that the whole time watching the first movie. I'm like, why is it that the parody, they have a better relationship? Oh, like he was it. genuinely concerned for his daughter he really was i feel like Versus this guy was just like he was just like yo i'm out in the morning uh this is my hotel i'll see you when i get back what yeah. you got a killer coming after you all right but don't worry about it you got weird boys crawling in your window don't worry about it i'll be back in like three days <laughs> <laughs> i was just so confused by him i have a question for you who was your oh. favorite uh, what was your favorite kill? Oof, there was a lot of kills. There was a lot of kills. Um, honestly, as much as I'm sure a lot of people enjoy that kill, I really enjoyed the Drew Barrymore kill because it was it gave me anxiety in the sense that I was like, "Is she really gonna die?" The movie just started, yeah. And the fact that he had enough time to hang her on the tree, gutted her the works i was like wow that was actually a really good kill well the tree he didn't well he did hang her but the i thought for the longest that he literally went out there threw a rope over the thing did the whole thing no it was already there it was a swing he just tied her uh, up with the swing and no wonder it was so fast yeah I, i i did like that kill though but then it made me think right if we're if we're going back to it was it billy or was it Stu that did that because both of them do not have any athletic bodies or builds. Well, maybe they did it together, teamwork. Well, then I wonder, dream work. how do they lift her? Hmm. They show no athletic build to me. And the, I don't know. You see, this is, this is what I thought of the whole time. Not to say that Drew is like, you know, like a heavy but thing to lift, but I just One of like- them has to be, I don't know. Now I want to go back and examine their bodies and look at their builds, no. their strength. You see? But that was actually one of my favorite kills for the movie. I know it was the first one, but I was like, that was, that was so good. No, and my, and, my, and my favorite kill is the last kill. Interesting. Well, which one? Billy. Well, okay, Billy. Okay. No, because, you know, it's the back and forth between Billy and Stu. You're like, mm, which one really does? No, yeah. Billy's death at the end, I really like. <laughs> what I really like is that uh, Jamie Kennedy, Randy, when they're standing there with um, Gail and Sydney, he's like, this is the part where the killer comes back to life one last time to scare you. And then he literally sits up and starts screaming and then boom, he gets shot in the head. Which Verification kill. Yes. I, I will say it, it must have been hard, right? Because they are friends. Imagine, imagine. Thinking back in high school, you have a group of like five friends, right? Your besties. Mm-hmm. And then I know where they're like going on a killing spree. And then you got to like headshot them right in your kitchen counter. It's a little, it's a little brutal, I mean, no? It's pretty intense. This is why I, don't like, I couldn't have lived in the movies world, in the universe of them. No, don't sell yourself short. Come on. I got this. I got this. You got this. Uh, you got- let's talk about Tatum and her death. 
<laughs> First of all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That whole death. Oh, I think, I think the whole time I, I laughed only because like she really killed herself. You, I, I'm not even going to blame Billy or Stu. She really went, went through that garage little door and assumed she's going to fit in there. And it, but I want to know is like, she started to go. And she started what, the right way. At what point did she not say, this, this isn't working out, I should stop. No, she, consist, she insisted on going through it. On going through it, knowing that you possibly could have lifted it up and, and maybe been more successful that way. She really killed herself. That whole kill, I was like, I'm not even going to blame them. Good for them, actually. Good for them on that kill. They didn't even try. He just looked at her like, just just lift the, the, the door. She's dumb. Which I feel like that was like a moment to kind of add like some comedic flair. Because it was like, okay, she's really just trying to kill herself. And he's kind of standing there like, I'm sorry, what, what are we doing here? I'm supposed to be killing you, not you killing yourself. Like, what, is, what is really happening here? Um... Yeah, I want to know what the, uh, there's a weight limit to those doors. <laughs> she must have not weighed that much because I remember when I was younger and I was tinier than her, my dad would be like, no, don't hang on the garage door because you're going to make it fall. Same. I mean, I was a little chunky as a kid, but still, I'm sure my chunkiness is less than what Tatum weighed. Yeah, she was a grown adult. Come on. She looked like she's 5'7", five, 5'8". No, I just, I, I really can't. I really can't. And then the throwing the bottles, I was like, mama, come on, bro. Use your arms. Like really get in there, girl. Don't just fling them. It was like, if you can dodge a bottle, you can dodge a ball. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, I was like, do we have actual facts on this? We should try. Okay. Let me ask you, if you had to be, if you had to die in this movie, okay. out of all the deaths that were in the movie, which would you prefer be your way out? Clearly, we, we would not like Tatum's. So which way would be your favorite? No, I, no, I would not like Tatum's. No, no, no. Um, honestly, I think I would like... Um, Maybe, like- maybe Steven, um, Drew Barrymore's, Drew Barrymore's would, um, boyfriend. You would like, you would want to be disemboweled. You're still alive. Because, yeah. But only, you know, he's, he's gagged with tape. I'm tired. Like I'm, I'm really, I, I, I got no way to get out. You know, this wasn't on me. You're, you're actually tying my hands. You're gagging me. Like, you know, I tried, I tried no. to a point versus I don't want to be throwing bottles or running away and then I don't know where he stabbed my titty. Like, oh man, come on, bro. Come on. I think I would go either <laughs> Principal Hembry's way or Kenny's way. So Kenny is the- You would want to be throat slit, dude? That sounds torturous. That sounds torturous. They're all pretty torturous. Like think about everybody's death. It's pretty bad. Like. <laughs> They're all either gutted or hung, disemboweled, crushed, jiggered. Wow, they're all gutted. What's with the gutted? Scream. It's it's, it's intense. Are we going for a I Know What You Did Last Summer vibe? 
Hey, uh, great movie, guys. You should also check it out. So, yeah, God, I don't. hard. Yeah, the yeah. principal was stabbed three times in the chest, stomach gutted, and hung from the high school football. Oh, goals. I forgot all about the end. You know, no, I don't want to be. No, I don't want that one. Yeah, I was like, I back. no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you see, like, Stephen was tied to the chair, had no way out. Clearly, he did try. We're going to give him that. I want to assume he tried. And he got captured. And then he got gutted. Who knows? Maybe he had like a major artery and like he just bled to death really quick. I, I think I'm going to stick to Kenny's death. Yeah. I just, I just feel like they, they slit my throat. They kind of just leave me there as opposed to they, everybody else is like either then, continuously stabbed. When they slit your throat, you're like gasping for air, right? So like that sounds, uh, sounds uh, pretty bad. Also, you know I have a like really bad IBS. So go for my gut. You know <laughs> listen i already have really bad asthma so you know what i already live in a gasping for air world oh my god let me see what's another question i would like to ask oh if you were if you were to be casted in this movie which character would you be i mean clearly someone that survives so i would be sydney okay i, I will pick, say i pick somebody who died <laughs> Jesus. No, I, I think I'd I think it'd be Sydney or Gail. Because both of them are both of them have so much fight. You know what? I'd pick Gail because that bitch can fight more. Versus Sydney, I feel like she was holding on by the thinnest of threads. But I was like, I don't know how you did not die. Versus I, Gail. I picked Randy. Randy doesn't die. You're right. I mean I totally forgot about Randy, if I'm being honest. But yeah, yeah. But now I kind of, I kind of like the Gale option. But I feel like Randy, when he had the encounter, it was bare minimum. Versus like Gale and Sydney, it was like, ah. you guys can't see, but I'm like pretending to punch my face. Like ah, real aggressive, real aggressive. Randy's a good choice though. I yeah. like Randy. I like his I'm character. in between Randy and Gale. Nice. I, I had originally said Dewey, but then I was like, you know, get some boy also. I the, but I, I love Dewey. Um, Dewey's really not. Who did you think the killer was? Um, honestly, a, I thought I thought it was a dad for, for like. I, and a I thought from the beginning it was Billy. I was like, Billy's being no, way weird. Billy. Well, Billy was weird. But I just thought, you know, he's like the weird kid that Sydney's like, oh, I feel so bad. Okay, that's fine. We'll be together. You know, my mom died. All right. This is, not... this is something to look forward to. Because... All right. So clearly we've spoiled it a few times, but the killer in this movie are Billy and Stu. Yes. So for my next question, I was going to say, how do we feel about, feel Billy, about Stu. Billy and Stu being the killers? That's exactly what I was going to ask her. <laughs> um how do you feel about them like in honesty so so with billy i always felt it was billy so i was like shocker not i knew it was him but when it was Stu, i was like really Stu? then it makes me think he shocked me right like who who killed tatum then okay well i mean she killed herself that was that was his girlfriend yeah which again people 
sometimes, you know, you watch these movies and you're like, wow, it was a great movie. But then when you think about it, you're like, man, these people were together though. Like, we don't know how long they were together, but like, when you were dating relationship. Yeah, like, did you not, did you not once look at your partner and be like, giving me serial killer vibes, man? Are we good? Right. But that also leads us to their motive for killing. So Billy's motive for killing was he confesses to Sydney he killed her mother because her mother had an affair with her father, which led to his mother leaving him. Sue was in it for the shits and gigs because he wanted to have fame. He had no actual reason. So you're but he does say that a reason could be also peer pressure. No, he said that was going to be his excuse. Yes, but that he was also too sensitive. But it was really honestly just to kind of, I feel like it was more because Billy was his best friend. He was like, you know what? I got your back. He was like, yo, ride or die, dog. Stupid major decisions. We good. You guys can't see our faces. One day. One day we'll show you guys, even though you see our pictures. But um, yeah, the, the want for fame surpassed whatever feelings he had for Tatum. Fun fact. <laughs> yes. While they never while they never actually stated, it's implied that Stu kills Casey, which is Drew Barrymore in the beginning, because Casey dumped Stu. Oh, yes. Because Before she got with her other, um, with, the other football With player. Steve, yes. Oh, wait. Was, was Stu a football player? Mm, nah. Nah. He didn't give me those vibes. Look at me already, like, pooping him. I was very offended by the fact that Sammy did not feel that Skeet Ulrich is hot. Matthew. No, but Matthew, I think he's a hottie too. So I have a very, Matthew, I have a very wide variety of men that I'm attracted to. No, I, I, I do not. And if you guys know me, you guys know that I have a sp- specific taste. So when it comes to me finding Matthew high, it goes in this taste where I also find like Shia LaBeouf high, and like, an, you know, like just, you know. But no, I find Matthew very hot. He's like, and even to this day, he's. I've seen so many movies with him that I truly find him. I'm enamored. Right. Enamored. So I with follow Paddle, Thirteen Ghost, Scooby, Scoop. You know, I'm gonna say no to the Scooby Doo only because of the hair. It really distracted me. So I follow Matthew and Skeet online because I like to watch them go on their little um, adventures. No, they go and do a lot of. Uh, Ah, oh, there's a word for it. Well, they go talk, right? They have like uh talk show hosts. I mean, I mean, um, a special appearance conferences. I don't know. I don't know what they're called, but they go and they do a lot of like scream talk and they talk about things. But when I started listening, I'm like, oh my god, they're both so hot. What I love about both of them is that they genuinely love meeting their fans, and yes. they don't get tired of the same questions or the same comments that they make which is towards the movie scream they love that i think they like actually genuinely enjoy that so matthew he if you happen to hear this please i'd love to meet you 
Okay, I like that she says I. Where's the we in we. this? How dare we. How We're French, we. Oh yeah, I feel like that. Oh, total death. Total death. Death kill? Count kill? Kill count? Oh, no, count. Um, kill count was 15. No. Seven. No, it was seven. I think the second one. <laughs> For the was first movie is seven. You have Steve disemboweled, Casey stabbed, gutted, and hung from a tree. Principal Hembry, which was stabbed a bunch, gutted, and then hung from the football pole. Right? Mm-hmm. Tatum Riley, which was head crunched to garage door, which you know what? That was on her. Uh, Kenny, the videographer, the camera guy for Gail, he was throat slitted. Throat slitted. Okay, that sounds weird. Stu Marker. Which was stabbed a bunch, head crushed by TV, and Ghostface slash Billy Loomis stabbed a bunch and shot in the head. Also, another fun fact because I'm full of fun facts. Stu Mocker, his original name was supposed to be Stu Maker, as in meet your maker, but they were like too obvious. Let's change it to Mocker. And then Billy Loomis's last name was going to be Billy Loom, as in somebody looming over you like death looming over you but then they changed it also because it was too obvious they changed it to loomis yes go (laughs) i see you i'm like let me see where it is okay fun fact at the ending scene with ski billy's billy sid's boyfriend um he was actually injured during the scene when she grabs the umbrella and she impales it twice she actually injured him on in his chest so that actual reaction that was his real reaction also there was another one when uh billy throws the phone back at um at Stu, he actually hit him with the phone and he was like <laughs> you hit me with the phone man oh. and then wes was like keep it that was great that was hilarious because <laughs> it makes you feel like they're clumsy teenagers it doesn't like they're not like skilled killers you know which i feel like you know what brings me to that question why is ghostface your favorite out of all serial killers so it's all gonna sound super stupid but i feel like he's funny (laughs) he's a great sense of humor and he has great taste in movies and he always has time to call me no i don't know i just feel like he was my it was my uh, awakening to horror. Okay. He opened my eyes to horror. Mm-hmm. I love horror yeah. dancing. No, yeah, I feel like he was like, because um, prior to that, I was an itty bitty person and I just watched whatever my parents let me watch as opposed to now I'm in middle school. I think I'm super cool, too cool for school. And I start like sneaking into movies and watching things at my friend's house that I shouldn't be watching. And when I saw Scream, I was just like, oh my God. That was a song that was playing in the background, just so you guys can imagine. Soundtrack to me watching. I was like, no, yeah. I feel like Scream was that movie for me. That movie that was like, hey, you like horror. <laughs> this is and it I for like you. you. And horror likes you back. So I feel like that's why he is my favorite of all the slasher killer, serial killer, whatever you want to call him. Nice. I like that. That was a nice way. 
That was the next way. Okay. So that's enough for Scream 1. Uh, let's hit up Scream 2, 1997, written and directed by the same saint. And uh, there's no synopsis here because it's literally identical. Yeah, it's literally just oh, I can't catch a break, you know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing in this movie. Which one is this one? Oh, this is when she goes to school. Same thing. Sorry. So when she's in college, she's educated. All right. Um, oh my goodness, I will say just because I feel like we're gonna bring it up in Scream Two. Not once did we mention cotton. Oh. Okay. We're gonna because that was my first question I wanted to ask you. Okay, go ask me. How did you feel about cotton? I don't know. Cotton was just weird to me, but then I was like, you kind of felt bad. I felt bad, especially after I found out that he wasn't the killer. When they found out it was Billy, I was like, damn, this guy went to jail. Cotton kind of gives you killer vibes, no? He does, but only because he's associated with the kill. If he was never associated with being a killer, you would never think he was a killer. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true, but he does give you some some killer vibes. He also has like a short temper, which like, where is that coming out of, Papa? Get it together. Testosterone issues. So now in this movie, we're in college. I'm going to start with my little fun facts because I love fun facts. Fun facts with Bruja. Okay. So in Scream 1, when Tatum asked Sydney, if they ever made a movie about the Woodsboro murders, who would play, who would play her? And Dewey said, oh, I see a young Meg Ryan. And Sydney said, with my luck, they would cast Tori Spelling. Then in Scream 2 when they're showing the movie Stab, which is the movie's oh yeah, whatever, the movie that. version oh. of whatever. Yeah, so... Tori Spelling... Each... Oh, we'll get there. But Tori Spelling actually is playing Sydney in the movie. And then also in the parody, she's also in the parody, not playing Sydney, but she's in the parody scary movie. Um, another fun fact, Freddy Krueger's sweater is hanging in Sydney's dorm closet. You see it when you first get into her room. Um, the host of the show, Current Editions, like a like a sixty minutes or whatever it's called. Um, the the person interviewing Cotton is actually the writer Kevin Williamson. Um, when Ghostface is on the phone to kill to call a CC in the sorority, you actually see another Ghostface coming in through the background, which leads you to believe that there's two killers in this movie as well. Fun um, fact: Scream Two introduced Stab. Okay, a scary movie within another scary movie, um, all based on the events from the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having Wes Craven direct this one, they decided to hire Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez who was the director of Spy Kids or from Dust Till Dawn, which I thought I thought that was actually Spy really Kids. Where you go? Yeah, Spy mm-hmm. Kids and and from Dust Till Dawn. I was going mean, to say uh, Planet Terror. Oh, I've never seen that movie. Oh, so good. It's it's Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. He yeah, also did Machete. Oh, and that's your man. And that's my boo, too. Um, Matthew Lillard, Stu, has a little surprise cameo at the sorority party with blonde hair, but he's very blurred out. And he hugs Mickey and, and then walks long. out of the frame. Yeah, it's, but... It's, you kind of like... It was, weird. it was a weird, like, surfer here. I see it right here. He's right behind. He's in between... 
I, the lady that's married with Ellen DeGeneres? Portia. He's, it's right between Portia and Jamie Kennedy, like mm-hmm. talking and holding like Martin. But it's, it is so, I don't know if it was planned because I know that they said that Matthew had gone to the, to, to the set to see how the movie was going and say hi to people. And then he, I guess he was just in the background saying hi to people and they just kept it into the movie. Or maybe it was planned. We'll get back to that. Um. The sorority house that they film at is actually in the movie Matilda. It's Mrs. Trunchbull's house. Um, also, right before Cece gets thrown off the balcony, because it's one of the first kills, you see a black square on the balcony. And that was the way of the, them um, covering up a crew member's head that came out. Like, it was just like, yeah, you know, just put a black box right here. We're not even going to try to digitally remove this person's head. Fun fact, Jada Pinkett Smith is in... Um obviously the intro of scream 2 and the reason that um her killing well her scene was so long is that she specifically told Wes Craven I want to die the most terrific death that has ever happened in a horror film I want it to be long and excruciating that's why they made it so dramatic and so intense because she wanted it to be extremely memorable which it was because they obviously made a parody about that in scream Scream, it was hilarious um so i'm gonna have to give you a spoiler alert right now and tell you who the killers are because my next fun fact is talking about the killer so sorry guys killers are mickey and billy's mom who makes a surprise um entrance at the end but the fun fact is they're all drinking beers that give a clue to the killer and although the labels are removed because they don't want to do any propaganda or whatever these bottles are like little um they kind of look like martinelli's but they're like little tiny grenade green bottles and those are actually mickey's malt liquor bottles so that was a little clue as to who it was wes craven also does a quick little cameo like three seconds in the back he's dressed like a doctor at the hospital at the ending and this is probably my favorite fun fact and my last fun fact is when omar epps in the beginning gets stabbed in the ear in the bathroom stall, you hear who he, Mickey in the other stall carefully. Uh, he's quoting a movie. He's saying, "Billy, tell mommy what you did," mm. and this is taken from Friday the Thirteenth. But it's also funny because it's Billy, the killer from the first movie, and he's talking about his mommy, which is the killer in this movie. Another spoiler: Randy dies in this movie, Randy. and I know Randy dies in this movie, and. They specifically, if you go back into the movie, they leave a um, lipstick on his hand to give you a clue that there's a woman, that, that one of the killers is a woman, not just a, not just a guy. You just, Which you I just thought miss, was interesting. Right? You miss it because it matches the blood. You got to be like... Yeah, you have to be like super, super like watching. Super paying attention. All right, questions. What question. is this, this question has been driving me nuts. What, do you, what did you think about Randy's kill knowing how how well informed he was and how i guess invested he was in horror how knowledgeable he is in horror kills like, and horror movies what did you think about his kill because i thought it was i thought it was so pointless that he got killed in the middle of the day in broad in broad daylight and this guy is walking around with a black drape and a mask and a knife how did nobody see this guy just 
casually running up and going and it being a mask that everybody knew belonged to the deaths like come on no i just think they did randy wrong they should have given him a little more they his death was too easy for someone who as knowledgeable as randy is was right like i feel like it was such a waste yeah absolutely like when you think about it they killed him the same way that they killed gail's reporter a gail's cameraman like really you're gonna you're gonna come for those two babe they killed him like they killed Kenny. The same exact Kenny. way. Yeah. What a seedle, Randy. Yeah, no, I didn't like Randy dying. I didn't like it either. I thought it was very, I thought it was very sad, very frustrating, because I was like, why? And and the way that they killed him. At least like have a little fun. Yeah, no. They should have done a, a chase. Yes. Or yes. or make him mess up and all the things that he knew, except they just killed him right away. You know what I'm saying? That would have been a little more respectful. 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 (laughs) No, that came out of nowhere. Um, Who's your favorite character in this movie? Mine's Dewey. I like Dewey this movie. Oh, you do? Yes, he, um, he, um, I feel like he matured a little bit more in this movie. (laughs) <laughs> and you know i just feel like he he grew more into his character and he was so much he was less like bobo than he was in the first movie i mean he, he still has bad. a little bobo in him but it wasn't as bad i actually have to say that i like sydney more i liked her in the sense that she was able to defend herself by herself not have to rely on anyone like she did in the first movie a little bit but what i didn't like about her character is that which I get it. I get it, babe. Billy was your boyfriend and he uh, really tried to murder you. I get it. But Derek was your boyfriend and he didn't want to murder you. You didn't give him Derek. an opportunity. <laughs> like, Derek was so beige. As soon as he was like, yeah, Derek's helping me. Like, she was kind of like, yeah, she was kind of like, nah, I'm Which done. was so unfortunate because Derek's eyes were talking to her like, I love you. I just sang a whole i just serenaded you in front of like i just sang to you terribly off key in front of everybody in the college cafeteria come on like i showed you love and that's one thing i didn't like about her character that they made her like not trust anyone but they made her defend herself in a better way i guess she was a little smarter about it also she must be taking some kickboxing classes or karate classes because those kids have done that those kicks are pretty yeah, intense. Yeah, she, she's always good with that kick, the kicking yeah. from, from under. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite moment? Favorite moment? Favorite moment. I'm going to okay. tell you. Okay, go. Tell me. Favorite moment was when um, Dewey and Gail are running from Ghostface, Ghost Killer? Ghostface. Mm. <laughs> um, and they get separated and Gail... I'm not going to lie, is doing nothing for herself and not defending herself. And then she sees that Dewey is getting attacked by Ghost Killer. And he... Uh, ghost face. Ghost face. Yo. I like it. Ghost Killer. Uh-huh. What's going on, man? It's 1032. That's what's going on. <laughs> um, so, whatever. Um, he then gets... He gets... Essentially, you assume he gets killed. And I thought that was a great scene. 
that whole scene I thought was really good because I really did think he was dead until oh, yeah. they come out and then Gail's talking. Yeah, and when then he gets wheeled like, out at the end. I thought that was a great scene because you had me there. I really thought he was dead, which again, he was gushing blood out of his mouth and his armpits, but then you got poor Randy who gets stabbed once and dies. But so, poor Randy. Know, sorry, I just, I'm sorry, guys. Randy was a real tough one for me. What about um, you? What was your favorite kill? When the second killer, after we find out Mickey's the killer, but when the second killer gets unmasked and we find out that it's Billy's mom. Because in the first movie, we never met Billy's mom, so we don't know what she looks like. I mean, but this lady was crazy. Yeah, she insane. Gave me a lot of anxiety too. The way she would talk, I was kind of like, "Mama, just say it in one, just say it smooth, say it smooth," you know. Yeah, so I didn't like how she spoke. Her reasoning behind her wanting to kill Sydney, I didn't find that as a valid reason. Only because, Mama, mm-hmm. your son tried to kill her, though. Like. What 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 did what did you want her to do? Just lay there and be like, okay, cool, got me. Like, I don't I don't understand why we're getting so upset. Um, what was it? And then you have the other guy who just wanted to be famous. What did you come otro, out of? with the fame. Otro ano man, get out of here. What did you come out of, bro? What was the scariest moment for you? Um. The scariest moment for me. Honestly, it, I don't want to say it was scary, but I got startled because I didn't see it coming when they killed Derek. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God, no. Yeah. No, for me, it was um, when her and Hallie have to escape from the cop car yeah. and Ghostface is passed out allegedly in the front seat and they're trying to crawl over him the anxiety that i got during that scene i was like you're right that was a great scene and that scene did give me anxiety and the whole time i'm like lift the mask it's a one two step lift that's what she was gonna do but she was reaching to go over him and i was like why didn't you just go out the other door that was literally Uh, i i okay my biggest thing when they leave the car Haley is standing there and then Ghostface comes around and like stabs her right cool mm-hmm. um but did you not hear him walking like does he have tiny what, baby feet i don't get is he gliding does he hover way? is he hovering he doesn't touch the floor um but, but, but being that you say Derek i thought at that point, Derek was still the killer. I thought it was Derek and Mickey. And Mickey was like, oh, tell her, man, tell her. But he was just playing around. And she, he was like, oh, you, pick a, you have a terrible choice in men or whatever. And I was like, oh, what a jerk. What an asshole. And then he shoots him in the chest. So technically, we don't really know what you know. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't. It Derek was too cool. basic to do that. No, come on. He was serenading her. Like, with what time? What time is he gonna wear the whole mask thing? When? Go, go get the info. Okay. Fun, fun, fun question. Uh, if you were in the stab version of your life, what? If you were in the stab movie version of your life, like if you were Sydney, who would, who would play Lady. you? Guys, I don't want to say it, but 
I'm gonna go with Drew Barrymore, man. Well, wait, let me think about it. I, I think I would like Kat Dennings to play me. I would have Kat Dennings or April Winter. Um, I had somebody else. I wrote it on my phone. Hold on. I had Kat Dennings, April Winter, or a ver. Oh, Priyanka Chopra. Wow. Um, you you have given this multiple thoughts. Clearly, I have chose three people. I have three people. I would love to. Play. Oh my god! Really? Um, I guess I would have to say. Um, I think Drew Barrymore would kill if she played me. Maybe I should pick someone a little a little younger though, right? Who would you? I just told you. Oh, who no, would I pick for you? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard, right? Yeah. Why did you pick Kat Dennings? I like her. I feel like her and I have similar. Um, don't yeah. don't misconstrue. No, no, no. Mis- similar personalities. Oh, okay. Who do I have a similar? Per- oh. You know what? I'm gonna pick myself. I'm unique. <laughs> Sam, he's an actress now. Um, I did want to talk about something that I didn't talk about in the first movie, but um, the rules, the rules of the screen world. I noticed that there's different rules in each movie, so I'm gonna only talk about one and two. So, if you don't know the rules for the first movie, you've been living under a rock. So, <laughs> Randy <laughs> says, rule number one: you can never have sex. Rule number two: you can never, you can't drink or do drugs. And rule number three: never say I'll be right back, or yeah, never say hello, or never say who's there. But mo- ma- mainly is never say I'll be right back um in scream 2 the rules are the body count is always bigger the death scenes are much more elaborate and much more blood and gore hmm. are they randy because you and then is- randy randy says this in the because if you've seen the movie he had a v8 there was a vhs that came back remember uh-huh. with him talking on it and he said if you want your film oh, no. to be more successful franchise never ever under any circumstance under any circumstances assume the killer is dead mm-hmm. and this is always a reference to randy's last line in the first screen where he states the killer always comes back for one last scare so that's why it's always important in the scream universe or in any horror movie universe but i'm just talking about scream right now always kill the killer once you kill him shoot him in the head which is i'm gonna bring something back who wasn't shot in the head in the first movie Stu. we're just left to assume he is dead and i'm just gonna say this now because scream is coming out this friday i'm really overreaching but i'm hoping are we though? I feel like I, they, I I want Billy to, uh, not Billy. I want Stu to still be alive. Same, same. And, and if he makes a surprise cameo in Scream Five, because I know it's not called Scream Five, but Scream, um, I will shit my fucking pants. 
Please don't. I'm right next to you. <laughs> You're right next to me in the theater. I'm going to yell. I just shit my pants. I, I will, all the things. I will pee on myself. Poop on, I, will, I will throw up. The anxiety I'm going to have because if that last, I don't know how Scream's going to go, but if in the last scene of the new one, if, you know, there's a slow, like, I'm going to show you who I am. And he starts to take off his mask and it's fucking stew. I'm going to flip. I, I really hope um, you take into account that I'm going to be sitting right next to you, also as my mom. So, like, if you shit yourself, I think it's going to put a little distraction in the whole movie theater. I am. I'm going to go bananas. Not just us. But I will say, though, I do hope that Stu makes an appearance. Would it be amazing if he was the actual killer? Um, fuck yeah. Because oh yes. that means that uh, you guys didn't do your headshots. This is why we always do headshots in movies. I really hope he comes back. I think I would do too. too because I'm, I mean, it's been 20 years. Like Matthew has aged. I mean, like fucking fine wine. But then you also have like, you know, like they've all aged well, but I would love to just see that interaction and maybe see like some flashbacks from the first movie and like the way that Stu acts in the first movie, which is very like kiddish mm-hmm. and very excuse my language, you know, coming into this fifth movie, hopefully a little more like grown up, but also like, yo, I still want to kill you, Cindy. Fuck you, man. I have a theory, but that theory is not going to come till next episode because it's intertwined with my fun facts for the next episode. But um, yeah, I, 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 I have all the hopes that Stu is out there holding on to a picture of me saying, oh, I'll come back, girl. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you, Bruja. I'm coming for you, girl. I thought of an actress. Okay, who? Um, I would say I would want Jennifer Lawrence to play me. Okay, that is actually great. I think. I think personality-wise, I think it works fabulously for you. Right. You know I who think- else I think would be good for you? Amanda Seyfried. No. Okay. Absolutely not. The character I'm going to say, I have one, the hots for her, but I think it would be a great fit for you is Emma Stone. Oh, I thought I did think of Emma Stone now that I'm looking. And Cindea, because she's very like, she has like this Same dry vibe. humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me and also kind of like Emma Stone, super bad vibes. Okay. That's very you. Yeah. So I feel like that works. Oh my god, you're like the I'm cutest so friends on us in a horror movie. We're we're posing, guys. So yeah, that was our 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 little rundown on um, Scream One and Two. Stay tuned for Scream Three and Four. Soon, very soon. Very like. My check Check out our Instagram. Check out our amazing Scream shirts made for Scream Week by our friend at Shop Lola. Um, she does amazing, amazing work, and she's just also an amazing human being. So please go support her. Support small businesses, guys. Please do it. Bleh. All right, guys. That's our little um, wrap up session here. We and say um, thank you again for listening to Sami La Vampira. And, uh, <laughs> she's not good with the words today and me Lauruha. um we'll catch you guys on the next episode and we we'll are
Oh, sorry, I'm messing this all up. We're your horror whores. Horrors. Um, <laughs> all right, see you later. We'll be right back. Bye. Bye.